Buenas noches. This podcast is brought to you by Chocaloha. Sean, where can they go to see Chocaloha awesome gear? I assume Chocaloha.com. You assume? You mm-hmm. know what they say about assuming? Yeah. You assuming that you're going to save some money. That's what's up. When you use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio. <laughs> Use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio at Chocoloha.com and get 20% off your entire order. You can also see it by going to Gorilla Boy BJJ on Instagram because I wear a lot of the Chocoloha swag. I got the rad uh, rash guard. I got some of the tank tops, T-shirts, you know. I yeah. even got a hat. But that'll be like the last thing you see because you go blind the second you go to your Instagram. Yeah, awesomeness does that to you. It's like how you can't look at God directly. You can't really look at my Instagram Wow, that wasn't just, you know. you Are we just going to go the Beatles route 28 episodes in? Bigger than Jesus? Jiu-Jitsu Radio? All right. Get 20% off. Don't look at Sean's stuff. You'll go blind. Uh, On your complete order at Chocoloha.com. I'm a little. Yes, excuse me. After that, go to JujitsuSoapCo.com. Get yourself some soap. They actually just sent me a, a nice little care package. Uh, actually, all my sponsors did for the podcast. I got my favorite soap, the uh, McDojo Life collab that they did. Um, so go get yours. Use the promo code JJ Radio. That's the letter JJ Radio, and get ten percent off your entire order. Pick up some Punch Drunk. Get yourself some uh, some McDojo Life soap bars. It's like it's really good. I like it. And if you actually follow me on Instagram, you'll see the patch that I actually just picked up from them. So thank you very much to Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. And finally, we got hooked up from Giraffe Choke some more. Go to GiraffeChoke.com and get 20% off your entire order of $50 or more when you use the promo code JJRADIO. Shout out to Giraffe Choke. I got them patched up on my fight shorts too. Last but not least, thank you for everyone that's been supporting all my photos. I actually sold a photo today. You know my uh, my ripoff of uh, of uh, what you call it um, the, the surfing movie. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. fucking remember it. Anyway, endless sold, summer. Yeah, endless summer. Uh, I have my jujitsu endless summer, the endless roll um, artwork that I made. I just sold one to someone in Alaska. Anchorage, Alaska. How dope is that? Nice. Right? How cool is that? So thank you for everyone that's been... That's uh, practically Russia. Yeah, it might as well be. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm supporting the counties. Um, so thank you to everyone that's been supporting me. If you want to go check it out, just go to mycosmicjourney.com or follow me uh, on Sonder Marketing on Instagram. And if you want to go blind or if you enjoy things gorgeously woofy, follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ on Instagram everywhere. I think I, I kind of... It's really not everywhere. It's really all I have is Instagram and Twitter. And I really don't use Twitter. I kind of drilled the grinder joke a little bit heavy. It's all right. But you like getting like drilled hard on grinder. Oh, the setup. Go check it out. Please support the sponsors. Thank you very much for all the sponsors that, that uh, have been helping me out, preparing for this camp. We'll talk about it in the podcast. So let's get this party started. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Can't feel it, woo, wheel
Zealand, living the right, just flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! You know what I really want to start doing? I want to start dropping like music intros. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a good one. What's that? Would be a good one. Um, can we start with like White Snake or something? No, I'm telling you, the greatest fucking song is Winner by Cheeseburger. I still haven't listened to that. How's it go? I'm just gonna pull it up. Uh, no, don't play. I'm actually recording right now. So. Oh, you're, oh, you're recording right now. <laughs> I was trying to con you, you into start singing. <laughs> this close. I'm a winner. Yeah, I've been kicked around. Yeah, I gotta find like some cool like '80s like action movie like cheesy songs. You Dude, you know, know a band I've been listening to a lot? Winger? Nope. Jackal? <laughs> what? No, it's just, it's it's called. Like so, so well, close. There's this new brand of our new genre of music called Mumble synth rap. pop. Synth pop? Yes. It's like K-pop. It's like and what it is is it's people from it's they're kind of copying the sound of the '80s, mm. but like from the movies and soundtracks and stuff like oh, that. Oh right. So there's there's a couple bands. There's one. There's uh, one's called uh, Gunship. Yeah. Um, but the one I've been listening to a lot is is the band's name is Time Cop 1983. Or it's not a band. It's a dude with a fucking computer. Yeah. But. But, but that's it's always like, been like the indie scene. The indie scene's always been like that. There's so many awesome like indie bands that like you'll never hear. But they they end up actually getting their songs up on fucking commercials, like the Gap commercials and all that stuff. It's like I don't know if you remember there was a, a band that used to do a lot of um soundtracks in the eighties. They were called Tangerine Dream. Yeah. Like they did a lot of cool things. Like like they were like one of the most underrated Tom Cruise movies or most People don't really recognize it, but it's for people that like the genre, like me, who's uh, a little weird. Was Legend? Oh, uh, that one with the devil and stuff. Yeah, with Tim Curry as yeah. Darkness. It's such a rad movie. That's a good movie. But the soundtrack, there's been, there's two different soundtracks. There's one from just some composer, and then there's one from Tangerine Dream. And the one from Tangerine Dream is the one that I think got released in the U.S. Yeah. The other one from the composer got released in Europe. You know what the the first band was that that got signed to do an entire movie soundtrack? Queen. Queen. They probably did Flash Gordon. Was probably one yeah, of the Flash Gordon. That was my first Wait. album I ever bought. By the way, was it? Yeah, it was Flash Gordon because it was after they put out um, the soundtrack or the songs for Highlander. No, Flash Gordon was way before Highlander. Right. So yeah, they did Highlander after it was Flash Gordon, and then they did the single for for Highlander. They also the the album. That is for the for Highlander. It's called it's or a it's a kind of magic. Yeah, has the theme song from Iron Eagle in it. Right, on it as well. It's actually the first song. You know what TV show had a theme song? It was the first song to go like on an actual like Billboard charts. Let me guess. Let me guess. Huh. Billboard charts theme song from a TV show. TV show Buzz and Buddies. Wrong. Oh, oh! Wait, wait! Greatest American Hero. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> I mean, technically, you would have lost in Jeopardy, but yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, no, we're not chance. playing. In, we're not playing in Jeopardy. That's a good fucking song too. 
Believe it or not, I used to I'm walking. I'm married. You want to? You want to hear a funny, quick little story yeah. about that? When I was in eighth, lost uh, your virginity to no. When I was in third grade, that's when the show <laughs> came out. I was in third grade. Greatest American Hero was the greatest thing that ever happened. Oh, I loved it. Even when I was like in Italy, I was watching it. Like, yeah, I forget what they call. There's it. A, there's a really freaky episode that I always remember. Basically, there was this house that the the closet was a dimension uh, a door to another dimension it was like a, like you couldn't see right but there was a monster in it that was fucking up what's his name i can't remember the guy's name yeah but anyways but when i was in third grade that's when that show came out and of course that song was awesome yeah, yeah. so i used to sing it all the time so i get just opened the school that i was going to which was called uh verde elementary it's in boca raton yeah um it was brand new school, so everything was brand new and crisp. Well, the classrooms had bathrooms there. So I went to the bathroom, and I was taking a leak, as, you know, eight-year-olds do, and I started singing the song. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. I'm just singing the song in the bathroom. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I know. So I get out, and the whole fucking class is dying laughing. The teacher, everybody. Yeah. I didn't think about the acoustics. I didn't think everybody like could hear me. Echoing through the, through the... Oh, man. But then it became a thing in the class. Yeah. Everybody started singing in the bathroom. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, I would sing it now. I don't know. Who wouldn't? Yeah. It just made me forget what I was going to tell you. Fuck. Did you see that Toto, Toto released a cover of Hashpipe? No. By... Really? Uh, Weezer. Because Weezer redid... Yeah. Africa. Uh, Africa. I think everybody's redone Africa. That's a, such a good fucking song. That's It is. It really is a good fucking song. Why am I coming in? I'm like checking up the mic and I'm coming in like super low and you're coming in like super hot. Super hot. Because um, I have a more manly voice than you do. The guy, I think I was reading an article the other day and I might have been like totally like fucking exhausted so I might be hallucinating it but the guy from Airwolf I think he like got arrested. Van, or something. Uh, uh, I think he's dead, isn't he? Van, think, Van yeah, uh, no, something. he died. Right. So I was watching. What movie was I fucking watching? I was watching a movie, and he was in it. And I was trying something to something Van Zant or something. It's not Van Zant. No, but it's Van something, Zant. It was. In, but it, uh, it's something like that. It's yeah. It's like he had like a whole fucking. Uh, oh, wasn't I was he watching, the bad guy in Greece? I was watching the mechanic. The old Charles Bronson, the mechanic. Oh, Charles Bronson. Which is, like, super weird. He was a really shitty actor. He was a really shitty actor. Like, movies back then were definitely not that classy. But I kept on mistaking the guy from Airwolf to... What's the, what's the fucking actor's name that was in, like, Tin Cup? I forget that guy's name. Kevin Costner? Not Kevin Costner. The guy oh, that... Don Johnson? I think so. Yeah. No, not Don Johnson. Whatever. Anyway... The guy that's in the mechanic, I was like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Because he looks like so-and-so. So I went and looked him up, and he was an airwolf. And then after that, I guess he had some, like, massive drug problem and just fucking ate, like, just... Well, I think that's the, the same guy. It's, it's... I can't remember the name, but... Well, you're kind of forgetting everything today, huh? Well, no, dude, how... You're having a who, shitty day on yeah, memory today. Forgive me for not remembering the name of the actor in, in the show in the 80s that I haven't watched. You remember everything else, and you got to forget that. I'm disappointed in you. Well, I wasn't a big Airwolf fan. Really? I fucking loved it. I didn't. 
Because to me, it was just a takeoff of uh, Blue Thunder, right? With Roy Schneider. Remember that Days of Thunder? Not Days of Thunder. What was the 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 TV show with uh, with fucking Hulk Hogan? Thunder Bay. No, I think it was like it wasn't Days of Thunder because that's the movie. No, it was. Sure, it wasn't Thunder Bay or something like Pretty that. Sure. Let me look it up right now. I mean, we totally went into a 10-minute tangent about movies when I actually wanted to talk jiu-jitsu today, but now it's going to bug me. talk jiu-jitsu all you want. And they filmed it at Disney. Yeah. That was the funny part. Like, they filmed it at Disney. He's making a comeback. He's coming back. Hulk well, Hogan. Yeah, we'll see. That's what uh, he's going to compete. They actually just well, did Rock the other day. Thunder and Paradise. Thunder and Paradise. Thunder yep, and yep. fucking Paradise. That show was actually pretty good. Kind of surprised that Disney let that happen up in Orlando, but why? Because it was like there was a lot of violence in it. Not really. It was like for a Disney movie at the time, for sure. Well, now Disney doesn't give a fuck. It wasn't really a Disney movie. It was just <clears throat> filmed at Disney's at at uh, where it's the, like just the Hawaiian in the lake. or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, in it's the just fucking in lake. the Polynesian Lake. All right, so let's actually get into jujitsu after that all bullshit and fuck um, jujitsu. Shout out to uh, to Gilbert Burns who just won his uh, the fight to win match up in uh, where was he? I want to say it was in uh, Chicago or something like that. Chicago, you're yeah. out. Yeah, he was up there. Chicago. Unfortunately, Bruna and Herbert lost, but yeah. he did good. Herbert Herbert lost by split decision. I saw. Yeah, and Bruna Bruna got tapped out unfortunately, but you know they they made it up there. And now, funny enough. And I kind of made the suggestion to him like a like a month or so ago. I'm like, oh man, it'd be cool to see you and AJ Agazam like compete against each other, considering you're both sponsored by Tatami. And when you know it, like AJ's uh, AJ's competitor opponent like dropped out. Um, oh, what's his name? I forget his freaking name. Man, I'm dying too today. But anyway, AJ's opponent bailed out. Said he got injured supposedly and AJ was super pissed and he was like I'll take anybody uh, with a certain like level and remember actually I was telling you that like there was like a blue belt or a white belt that was like talking shit to AJ like and even I called the guy out so whatever I suggested I was like man it'd be cool to see like Gilbert go on there and next thing I know Gilbert's like yeah I'm gonna fight AJ I watched I, Pro I read a whole thread cause I just couldn't stop reading it will you uh, stop no I read this whole thread of, of Gordon Gordon uh, Ryan, Gordon Ryan, and some brown belt out of like England. Yeah, talking about how EBI rules are are trash and like you got to win IBJJ. The, the dude was like, everybody was like, "What? What are you talking? What about? What are you talking about? This guy? Did, did he challenge Gordon Ryan to a gi match? It's just like, oh, dude, he had he had like." 31 followers. Yeah. That's the <laughs> 31 downside. followers on Instagram. That's the downside of like of the the small niche that is jujitsu is that now more people are starting to think that like, oh, because they're so accessible, like the the higher ups are so accessible that they can talk shit and counter their way into a into a match. It's like, bro, you're fucking nobody. It's like and especially the the higher belts and the bigger names are starting to get it like no I need like big name matches I'm not going to just compete against fucking nobodies and be their stepping stone. So that's what I say even I called out the that one blue belt that was talking shit it's like bro you you beat one guy at a Naga tournament that was like probably a white belt in your division. 
under expert for whatever reason. Like you're you're not fucking nobody. Don't don't try and challenge AJ. Like granted, he may not be winning left and right, but he's still a fucking world class. Probably you. He's, he's a world champion. Yeah. In the gi or in the and no gi. So, well, the Kasai Pro three card is actually pretty dope. If uh, if you guys haven't looked it up, it's gonna be live on Flow Grappling, but the the welterweight championship. So it's a it's a tournament setup. And it's all in one night. So it'll be a long night of grappling for sure. It's three six-minute rounds. Uh, let me see. I'll pull it up. I got it right in front. It's two round-robin brackets of four, three six-minute rounds. The competitor with the most points in each group advances to the final. So it's is, it, is it IBJ, IBJJF rule set? It or, is or, or point, point IBJJF system? Unified Rules plus one point submission attempt. So if you... If you're going for the submission attempt and it's almost there, you automatically get a yeah, point. Yeah, so, so, so instead of getting instead of getting a advantage. an advantage, you're, right. but I wonder if they're saying it has to be like the IBJJF where it's close. What do you mean? Well, like you can't just lock on a Kimura and then expect oh, no, to get an advantage. Yeah, you gotta, gotta you gotta be, you can't just be like grab it next, grab it like and just yeah. stock up points. Though you have to have it. All submissions are legal. That's the crazy part. So it's gonna be you could go full on fucking. It's like the purge. Yeah. All submissions are legal. You could uh, you could basically go catch wrestling, too. Really. Because, I mean, there's a lot of catch wrestling moves that are legal in IBJJF. That's one big catch wrestling. Catch wrestling, like, I liked how Josh Barnett called it. It's basically the violent art. Instead of of jujitsu, the jujitsu, the gentle art. Catch wrestling is finding a joint. And turning it the wrong way. The wrong way. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously techniques and everything, but I like the fact that there's. Dude, I really. Here's the thing. I don't. As a grappler, there's. I don't know if there should be rules as far as like fingers, toes. What? Like you can't bend a finger? You know how you can't stuff? grab fingers and stuff? Yeah. I No, it makes sense because look, you gotta, you gotta remember it's. If I make you tap because I break your finger, that's on you. Because, I mean, it could be one of those things. It's like, come on, let's like to be honest. Like, If it was a real fight, yes. But if exactly. it's also not a real fight because we're not allowed to punch, we're not allowed to kick, we're not allowed to do any of that stuff. So, like, at the end of the day, are you really going to, like, you're going to break somebody's fingers and now they can't compete next week? Like, look at Gilbert. Gilbert competed literally every weekend for three weekends, four weekends straight. And now he's got another match. So what would happen if he did one that fight to win? And he, like, broke his finger. It should have tapped. No, but it just happened. Like, the guy just went, like, oh, psh, at Polaris, I mean. Like, at Polaris, he went the next, that very next No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. And as not a pur- saying that it'll happen. Not right, 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 right. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying as a purist, like, part of me wants nothing to be everything except for, like, eye gouges and fish hooks. You know, like, sticking your fingers in, well, in holes. Well, all or nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think... If you if you can submit somebody with a finger lock, because imagine like everybody right now is trying is becoming really proficient in leg locks. Leg locks. Imagine if we brought it to the next level. Well, then you just go back to Carlson Gracie, toes and fingers. Yeah, I mean it's there. I don't disagree that like you should be able to do them, but you also have to understand it's the same reason like people got to go to work Monday morning and you're gonna break their fingers over like a tournament that. They're not getting paid for. That's kind of like, all right, hey, you got you to pick and choose your battles on that one. If it was like pros, then like, yeah. Well, that's I what I'm say. saying. A, a prof- like like this professional. Right. But this like this is a tournament, technically. 
This is a tournament. If you were doing a super fight, I think that you could get to a point where you do a super fight to where it's agreed upon rules, like gentleman's agreement kind of thing. And then you could go. That'd be kind of cool. Like, like then, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do it. I'm sure, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want. Look at like the bare knuckle fights. Fingers. Now they can do bare knuckle fights, and there's like a lot of ex UFC guys that are going to do bare knuckle fights. Yeah, like uh, Beck Rawlings did one thing. You so, got so did the Mexicutioner, or the gr- yeah. second greatest, or maybe the third greatest nickname in, in MMA, the Mexicutioner. That one. That one kind of. That's more of a lucha libre. Yeah, but it's, like I nickname. still thought it was it's a, a good nickname. It's a good nickname. Um, but, yeah, so the actual bracket itself, you uh, you would definitely want to dig it because you got Wagner Rocha, who is a badass by every stretch of the imagination. Marcin Held, and I actually filmed Marcin uh, before his Polaris match for Polaris 6, I think it was. He's a leg lock guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve's working with him. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Super nice dude. He's got some awesome techniques that I was sitting there and like he kind of showed me a couple of things too. Sucks that he got kicked out of the UFC because he's a he's a pretty talented fighter. Did he did he lose out? I want to say he lost by. I call that lose I, out when they when they lose two or three in a row. I forget. You I lose forget. out. You I, know. I could have sworn that he won that he got like a, an armbar, but I, it might have been a loss by. A, by decision. Yeah, but he just had a fight because Steve was working with him. Yeah, he he did like a different uh, organization. Um, Masahiro and he, fin- and he finished the guy by 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 heel hook. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a badass with the legs, man, and he's got really cool entries and setups and stuff like that. He's like even to the point where he's like, yeah, hey, yeah, don't film this because I don't want people to see this. And um, he basically taught a mini seminar at American Top Team. When I was there filming him for Polaris, and like it's funny to watch all these like pro fighters and guys that most people didn't talk to him because you know how it is at gyms like that everyone's got their own little clique, but most people never really talked to him. And then all of a sudden he started showing people, and all of a sudden everyone's coming up to him it's like, "Oh, show me how to do that again. Show me how to do this." It was really cool to see uh, Masahiro Iwasaki, Michael Perez. That one's going to be a, a good match to see whoever he goes up against. He's kind of trying to go on a tear. Um, Mateos Lutes. Uh, PJ Bark and Hanato Canudo. He was actually the he's the lightweight champion for Kasai. And then they got a couple of super fights: Craig Jones versus Husamal Paul Harris. So take a did wild you see, guess. Did you see what Craig Jones said? No. One of us is one of us is going to be taking a rehab vacation after this. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, let's face it though: if Craig Jones follows Alan Belcher's game plan, then he's fine. He's going to survive Paul Harris. Well, here's the thing. He's more... He, he's not as violent as Paul Harris. But he's super technical. But he's super technical. He's way more technical than, than Husamar Paul, Paul. Yeah. And Paul then, Harris. Paul, Paul Yaris. Paul Harris. Paul Harris. Um, Johnny Grippo versus John Calistein. Gianni Grippo. Gianni Grippo. And then uh, the undercard is with uh, a couple of the, the local fighters. Uh, I don't think... Shout out to the locals. Ryan Quinn, I think I know him, um, but most of the other guys, I don't know who they are. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Look, that's no, no. Here's the thing. That's what's cool. Like, like Fight to Win does the same thing when they come. They go. They they fill the bottom card with local guys, and it's 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 good for them, and it's good for the local guys. For sure, it gets the local guys chance to expose themselves. Chance to expose themselves legally, <laughs> but but it gives them that big fight feel. Yeah, because under the lights, under the lights. 
But it also helps sell tickets. That's right. The, that's let's be honest. That's the real. Well, no, no. That's that's, that's what it's for. And, but that's fine. It's a. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's the UFC does the same thing when they go to to uh, Europe. Australia, they they have put fighters, Australian and, and New Zealand fighters. Yeah. When they go to when they go, you know, when they go to uh, Sweden, you know. Um, What's his name? Tall Gustafson. Alex Gustafson is going to be on. Is going to be in the main event. Yeah. Um, you Maybe. know. You know. Struve's Gunnar gonna Nelson's going to be on that show too. Yeah. You know, and and like and just like they, in Brazil when they go to Brazil, there's a Brazilian in every single fight. Well, I think that's just because that's how many people they have on the on the roster. So it's well, happen. no, it's not that they get. There's plenty of people. They they. It's just it, I I understand it. That's here's the thing. If you think, if you, if anybody thinks the UFC or any fight company or any professional sport company is in the sport business, you are wrong. They are in the money making business. Well, I mean, and the UFC had to build a sport. Well, they did, yeah. But they're to them, it's not about the it's it's about making money. The the end of the day, yeah. it's about making money. They didn't do it for pure love of MMA. They didn't do it just to put on a good show. They did it to get fucking money. They did it to get yeah. paid. And that's... So how do you get paid? You you sell out the arena. How do you sell out the arena? Any way you, possible. You put, <laughs> you put the popular fighters in your area on the... The people who are going to sell tickets in the area, you put them on the card. Well, I said it the other day, and you can mark my words. You can bet your ass that the UFC is going to start doing a lot more ticket giveaways. Soon, because they're they're definitely uh, yeah. I can't so so to preface not preface it, but the how the card on Saturday was an incredible card from top to bottom, but they didn't sell it. Like it didn't make. I think it only got like a hundred. It, it got it's the lowest rated Fox or UFC on Fox. Yeah, the lowest rated with one of the best most talent. But here's the thing, it didn't have star power. It had great fighters for. Of For course, it had star power. Look, you had John Ajanjacek. You had um, I, fucking Eddie Alvarez with fucking Dustin But Poirier. here's the like, thing. I, 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 those guys, like... And they're all not those superstars go- Exactly. Anymore. Yeah. I That's think what Joanna is. still is, but there's... Like, I don't she's, think she is. She's, if you're not a champion or you're not... She's... I think she's kind of... She just kind of put herself in a bad spot because of, like, the couple of losses. And now she's, like, putting herself out there. I think she's still awesome. She's super nice to me anytime. Well, I it's, have it's her not about it. it's not about that though. It's it's just here's the thing. It, it's how it's perceived. It's how it's public. perceived by the pu- the general public, not yeah. MMA fans. MMA fans will watch. Yeah. And 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 appreciate and whatever. But if you want to get the casual guy flipping channels on a Saturday night, you're not gonna get that with Eddie Alvarez. No, and, you're gonna get that with who are you gonna get that with? A George St. Pierre, Connor. You're gonna Connor, which we never fight for free. Yeah, Alistair. I wouldn't even say Alistair. Rumble. What's that? Rumble. Nope. For sure, Rumble no. sold. Yeah. No, there's very few superstars in the UFC when right Rumble, now. When Rumble, well, he's not in it anymore. But when Rumble was going on the tear, for sure he was putting asses and teeth. You kidding me? He was like being sold like the next well, Mike Tyson. Well, he was. He yeah, was. He, he was knocking the shit out of everybody. And now he's just fucking massive. I haven't seen him in a couple of months. I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were texting back and forth. But he's fucking massive, man. He was always massive. No, 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 no. He's fucking huge. Like, huge. 
So it, he's got to be walking around. I haven't seen him like in person, but he's got to be walking around at like 250. Has to be 250, 240. Because he's just a still- giant fucking chunk of meat. Just all muscle. Yeah, people, like, we got to see him cut weight. Like, I don't see how he ever, he used to, everyone said he used to cut from 230 to 170. Yeah. I don't see how, I could barely see how he went from 230 to 205. I don't know how he did it. But, I mean, when he was up there, he could gain that little bit of extra muscle, but the down, down to 170 or whatever, like, no, fuck that. 185. Fuck that. Yeah, he, I mean, and that's why, you know, he started missing weight. But that's just your body starts not working that way after, you know, after a certain I mean, age. I cut, what, 10, 15, and I was fucking going through a fucking hell. And I wasn't even holding it for that long. I did it for, like, a weekend. And I was fucking dying. That's when I got vertigo and all kinds of shit. Speaking of which, did I ever tell you about what happened? When I got that vertigo, the, I want to say it was, yeah, the first time? No. That I went to, like, the acupuncture holistic doctor no fucking so I don't want to name any names cause it'll like I don't want to sit there and put this guy out there but look so I was working with someone and I was filming them for work I got vertigo that week and if you've never had vertigo it's hell you ever see like remember in Saving Private Ryan how they have the meme where, like, the sniper's shooting, like, random people and, then, like, it cuts to, like, some random fucking video of someone falling down the stairs or something like that. That's what it literally feels like. Yeah. You'll be walking and it hits you and you just fucking drop. You drop, like, a sack ton of bricks. Like, you're just done. So, whatever. I was fighting through it and I was paying attention, like, not to move certain ways to really kick it off. So, anyway, I'm filming this uh, person and he's getting acupuncture done and at a local place at a local place like in Delray yeah let's not keep going with that so anyway so doctor super cool guy super nice guy um, definitely knew his stuff he was good at what he did but like I told him like you know I'm gonna have to come back here too like maybe the acupuncture helped me with uh, vertigo he's like oh I have something for that here you go and he hands me this like Chinese medicine bottle it was this tiny little white bottle, and obviously I couldn't read whatever the fuck was written on there. Like, I just trusted him. And he's like, take three of these now. Take them right now. And he literally just popped it open. He's like, here, I might as well like stuff them down my face. I was like, okay. I'm like, do I chew on these? He's like, no, just let them dissolve and then just swallow it. I'm like, okay, no problem. Bull semen. I would have preferred that. I would have preferred that. Because... I'm taking I was like, man, it's like it was these tiny little like black balls. So look think of like a ball bearings. <laughs> think of like ball bearings. That's like around that uh-huh. size, but they were like dark, dark black. I'm like whatever. Tasted like shit. So that night I'm at home and I'm getting ready to take them again because he told me to take some at night before going to bed. And I'm like, let me look it up to see what this is. Cause it had it in Chinese lettering, and then it had it always oh, kanji, I guess. Or kanji's Japanese. In Mandarin. And then under it, it had it in written out in regular letters. So I go to type it into Google. You know what the fuck it was? Powdered roach eggs. <laughs> it was cockroach egg powder. This fucking guy gave me cockroach eggs. 
I almost fucking threw up right then and there. That's what I say. I would rather have it be like fucking bull semen than like cockroach eggs. I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a that's a toss up for me. Next time you ever get yeah, do you remember when I got vertigo? Uh-huh. It was in a warm up at Jocko. Uh huh. I was doing laying. That was after I got it. It was like a couple of weeks after no, I got it. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But I got it during a warm up, and I go. I was running the warm up, yeah. and I and I. Remember, I'd have us turn our heads mm-hmm. on the, when we were laying on the ground. When I turned my head back, the world started spinning. I was like, whoa, what yeah. the hell was that? I had to, what you do when you get vertigo is you go see an ENT. And the ENT does what's called the Epley Maneuver. Yeah. Where they tilt your head back over the... The side that you that is affected, that's the side that you put your ear down to. Well, no, what, what, that's not how they do it. it yeah, they turn your head. They make you do yeah, all the they, they, yeah. So the, I learned those, how to do it to myself. So yeah. Trust me. yeah, but I had them do it. Yeah, and then I had to sleep. You sleep sitting up for three, three days. days while wearing a neck brace. I didn't wear the neck brace. I just yeah. I just slept sitting up. That was and the that same time. Sucked. Yeah, that was the same time that I was going through all the issues with the. I'm not going to talk about it on the radio. That's the, when I had someone break into your house. Break into my house. Yeah. So, yeah, trust me, no, it's the worst fucking feeling. Did I tell you how, how it hit me, like, the first time? The first time that it hit me? The vertigo? No. I was sleeping. I was dead asleep in the middle of the night, and I turned, and as soon as it turned, I thought I was, I might as well have been skydiving. My fucking world was spinning. I grabbed the bed with just, like, my nails. Like, I was just gripping for dear life. Cold sweat, freaking yeah. out. It's the worst it's, fucking it is. It sucks. And I would still take that over eating fucking cockroach eggs, you no. fucking asshole. I would take cockroach eggs. If, if, if I knew for a fact that eating cockroach eggs would make sure that I didn't get vertigo or would ensure that my vertigo would go away, I would eat Bullshit. cockroach eggs. Bullshit. I would. So I how would. come you're not drinking the, the new protein fad? What's the new protein fad? Oh, you haven't heard this? No. The new high, like super high concentrated way to get your protein is through cockroach milk. I have not heard that. You have ever. not heard this? No. Yes. That's the, that's a new study finds that it's like the highest. Like, well, here's, where do you get you fucking, get. how do you milk a cockroach? You can milk anything with nipples, Greg. You can milk anything with nipples. Yeah. I have nipples, Greg. Can you <laughs> can milk, you milk me? me? Um, let me see. I'll look it up right now. But yeah, that's, that's the, that's the new fad. It's cockroach milk. Why don't they? Why can't? Why does it got to be cockroaches? Why can't it be another bug? I don't know what to tell you, Sean. Here, I'm reading this from uh, from a CNN, CBS News article. Uh, let's see, food trends like cronuts and charcoal come and go, but one bizarre superfood is back. Two years after it first debuted, cockroach milk. The pesky bug is actually filled with an energy-rich milk-like substance. It's not your typical non-dairy milk alternative like almond milk, but cockroach milk is gaining popularity once again, blah, blah, blah. Research team based at the Institute for Stem Cell Biology and Regenerative Medicine in India, India, mind you, said the milk from the Pacific beetle cockroach could make for the next great superfood. These cockroaches possess protein-rich crystals that lactate to feed their young. So, yes. It lactates. So let me ask you this: Would you would you eat cockroach milk, or would you drink cockroach milk if you you knew it would keep you healthy and young? But what do you mean by healthy and young? Because I'm not. I don't even drink milk now, and I'm healthy and young. 
No. I'm a delicious. No. What if you could? What if you could stay give this me, way? Give me like actual benefits. Like, is it gonna like grow my dick by two feet? Is it gonna like make me jump over tall buildings? No. Or? It's gonna make. It's gonna keep this quality of life for you through Forever. the throughout the rest of your life. So I'll for the next hundred years I'll be 34, 35 next week, Alex. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. If you could, if but you how have, often would I have to be drinking this? You had to be drinking this daily. Like how much? Uh, a glass every day. Like an eight ounce glass. Ten ounce. Twelve ounce. Can I can I flavor it with stuff? Can I mix it with like chocolate milk? You can flavor it with. Bull I wouldn't semen. want to do milk and milk. You can flavor <laughs> it with bull semen. No, that's just pushing it. That's just. Pushing I'm it. just saying, but you could stay at your. Age. If I have to drink cockroach milk every day, I kind of want to die. If I could, if I could drink, if are we talking about a pure, clean source here, not like just roaches off the street? No, it'd be the, it'd be a clean source of whatever you got. I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of okay with moving life the way that life is. Not made me, to man. Circle. I would drink the shit out of it you if I drink knew for roach- a fact. If I knew for a fact uh-huh. that I would stay vibrant, young, and healthy up until the day I died. I would definitely drink. So, but it. up until the day you die, you're still gonna die. Well, you still age, but you feel. But you just told me that head. I get to stay 34 years old. No, you're you're you get to look 34 years old. But again, there's a lot of factors you can't. So we're not with. talking about cocoon. Well, I'm not talking about fucking immortality. I'm talking about you get to feel good. Like you don't feel the effects of aging. Does in this parallel universe that we're speaking of, does TRT still exist? No. Yes, yes, you can do both. So I'll just stick to the you, TRT. Fuck that. No, but the TRT and get no, hooked up. Fuck TR, this. <laughs> TRT will still you'll still age. I'm talking. This will keep you looking. Do you, do you, have you looked at Vitor? Have you looked at Vitor lately? That's a delicious looking man. That, that's well, he's all not TRT. even in his forties yet, or he just turned forty. Yeah, and that's off of TRT. He's not drinking cockroach milk. I doubt it. Yeah, but I get bet you he would. I bet you he you, would. <laughs> I bet you he fucking would. We definitely would. You know who else would? You? No, well, I would too. But uh, Lyoto Machida, if he drinks his own pee, oh. he'll definitely drink cockroach milk. Do you think he was like embarrassed when that first came out and then he had to kind of write it? I don't know. Because there's a video of him getting called out about it when it first came public. And who then they made him like drink it. Nobody's going to make me drink my pee. I would say, like, no. I'm not showing you that I drink my own pee. That was, like, back when the UFC would do, like, goofy, like, I thought. Like I honestly thought Lyoto at, two, at uh, 185 would, was going to be... Forever? Was going to be a champion at 185. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's good. He's good, but he was... If it was... You if ever it was him earlier on in his career and he was, like, at that level, then yeah, for sure. You ever see him get the shit slapped out of him by Antonio Inoki? Uh-uh. It's so awesome. But you know, do you know the thing about Antonio Inoki, or do you know who he is? Uh-uh. Antonio Inoki um, is a Japanese wrestling legend. Uh-huh. Um, he started, uh, New, I think he started New Japan or Big Japan. He's, he's, but he's a, but it's good luck. Uh-huh. To get slapped by Antonio Inoki. Oh yeah. So if he slaps you, it means you're gonna win. You're no, it means you're gonna have a good career. It's like, it's like, it's like a good luck thing. Right. And somebody I, set me up with that like PR guy. That I saw that. it, but but look, and like you, there's there's a viral video going where people are just getting in the ring and he's slapping the shit out. It's of just him. in a row. Just in a row. People just keep getting in, but he slapped Leoto. 
three times harder than I've ever seen somebody get slapped. It's an incredible video. You need yeah. to look. You need to watch straight it. Straight to the chin? Straight to the face. And if you've seen Antonio Noki, he's got a huge chin. Yeah. He looks like a comic book character. He's the one that fought Muhammad Ali. Oh, with that exhibition match? Yeah, and he right, just right, right. laid down on the ground and kicked him in the legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. No, I, I got to look that up. I still, I don't know. I don't know if I would drink cockroach milk. I would have to see, like, actual proof and not someone what just telling if, me. What if, no, no. This, the proof is in the pudding. What if not only what if it didn't keep you young, but it gave you uh, superior jujitsu knowledge and and uh, not super strength but maximum strength, like maximum for your body type. I mean that's kind of relative. I could be like the weakest fucking six foot four guy ever, and I'd be like, oh, I'm just the strongest I'm ever gonna be. I'm never gonna be any stronger. Well, than no, me. no, there, we can't access. Just like we can't access 100 percent of our brain, right? We can't that's access not true, them. Though. We can't access 100. percent Not true. We can't. That's proven. It's that's not proven. Not we can't access one. No, it's not that we. I didn't say we only use five percent of our brain. Right. I said we can't access 100 well, percent of it. Some systems are automatic, but um, we can't access 100 percent of it. Okay. We can't access 100% so you're of our muscles. I could access 100% of my muscles. No, you can't. But I'm saying but on, you, this, on, on this, on this, on this, on this cockroach milk. Right. You can, you can. I could hold my farts in forever. Yeah, you'd have the strongest anus ever. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's really and the superior jujitsu knowledge. Knowledge or skills? Same, same, same. That's not the same, same. Same, same. No. No, I no, could no. know a shit ton of stuff. Doesn't mean I know no, how to do it. No, that's no. If you know it, it gives you knowledge of jujitsu. Like Look at downloaded, Helio. Helio had tons you get of knowledge. Download it. You get it downloaded like your fucking Neo from the Matrix. So then I could execute it. Yes, that's my question. Yes, it's okay. Um, I would say if it keeps if it keeps me at thirty four, gives me the knowledge, and gives me buns of steel, I think I would probably go for it. I'll go for it. Yeah, everybody's got a price. That'd be pretty good. Everybody's got a price. So you're saying I literally could not lose to anybody in the planet? Unless they're also drinking cockroach milk. Right, so then it's kind of point defeats the purpose. Depends. If I was the only person alive that gets to drink it. Maybe you only knew the fact that, maybe only you had the The knowledge that cockroach I just had like a fucking barn of cockroaches in my house that I'm milking every day for it. I feel kind of bad. That's kind of animal cruelty. What are you going to do? And then you got to breed them too. So you get super, super lactating cockroaches. Oh, here's just one side effect. Uh, you're, you're, you can't throw that in. No, no, I'm giving, I'm giving you the side effect. Okay. You grew <laughs> a micro penis. A micro penis? <laughs> it can still get hard, but it's like this big. I mean. Big as a pinky. I mean, that's an improvement on what you got now. So there you I go. I mean, hey, with the wait a minute, but if I'm super virile on like the cockroach milk, it's it's not the the size of the ship; it's the motion in the ocean, right? Yeah, but you know what they say: weak at the hip, strong at the lip. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's bullshit. Like stipulations. Don't try it just because because you're trying to compensate doesn't mean I have to. I don't need to cockroach milk. I don't know why you would do it. I would if I if you I do micro for a dick. Fact, I I got a micro dick. Why would I care? <laughs> the bottom line is I would drink cockroach milk if I knew that it would give me 
If it would give me a physical edge, I would do it. It doesn't bother me. How do you, like, how do you think that happened? Because, I mean, first of all, it's India. So, so, well, somebody, 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 someone like, had to go like this. It's got somebody started licking cockroaches yeah. one day. Like, hmm. and they just squirted in their mouths. Like, hey, did you, did you guys know you could do this? Like, that's got to be like a whole weird setup. Like, guys, guys, listen to me. Stick with me. Like, milking cockroaches. What? Like, milking cockroaches. That's how we're doing it. Like, there's got to be somebody I, laughing. Somebody came off. up. Hey, look, I got a million dollar idea. Right. That's what I'm saying. Or what someone said. I got a way that we could fleece these fucking sheep out there. We tell them cockroach milk gives them fucking superpowers. I'm surprised they haven't said something like koala milk or something crazy like that. Uh, it's too cute. You can't you can't fuck with a cute animal. They got herpes. Who do? Koalas. Not all of them. Yeah. They all have herpes. Yeah, Every yeah, yeah. koala has herpes. Yes, look, look it up. ST like koalas have like horrible STDs that can actually contract it to humans. I'm about to blow your. Don't believe that. I'm about to. Do not believe that every koala bear has herpes. I'm gonna blow your mind right now. Like I am pulling out the Google on this. Chlamydia. I'm sorry. Chlamydia. Koalas have chlamydia. Um. Come on. Where's the the big line where it says? Dead air. Dead air. All right. Dead air. I'm just hear you. The, the, the koalas are unique to Australia and is an important symbol of the country, but numbers are plummeting and the survival of koalas is under threat. One of the reasons is the sexually transmitted disease, chlamydia. One of the most common places, blah, blah, blah. Let me get something that has more straight up to the facts. Uh, straight up now, tell me, do you really want to love koalas classic. forever? Uh, let's see. They got the clap. I don't know if that's the clap. Is chlamydia the clap? Chlamydia is no joke to koalas. Surveys have shown that some wild populations demonstrate a 100% rate of infection, which frequently leads to blindness, severe bladder inflammation, infertility, and death. So, yeah, pretty much... um, some some places have... Pretty much like 100% of wild koalas have the clap. No, some places. said some. Look, all I'm saying is, yes, and it can be transmitted to humans. So, I want to know who wants to fuck a koala bear. You don't have to fuck them. You can just hold them and get it. No. Yeah. Actually, you don't want to hear something fucking crazy? Like, total, totally forgot about this. I read an article right before I got here. A man just had to get his arms and legs amputated because he got licked by his dog. He, get, like, he contracted, was it sepsis or whatever it is? So, uh, like, I guess his dog must have licked, like, a wound or something that he had, like a scratch, and he's fucking, they had to amputate his arms and legs. That sucks. How fucking nuts is that? And I remember I read, like, an article last So much for a dog's mouth being cleaner than a human's. Right. Some lady, a couple of years ago, I like, you can look it up, it's, you know how people are fucking gross and they, like, kiss their dog, they're like, Ugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I guess she let her dog do that, and she ended up having her mouth open when he did it. And she ended up fucking getting, like, a fever and, like, dying. Like, just full-on, like, kicking the bucket because she thought she was being cute fucking making out with her dog. Like a fucking gross Like animal. a fucking weirdo. Yeah, like, come on. I've seen it, and it's like... Like, I've had... I've, like, I'll let my... I don't like when my dog licks my face. Oh, yeah, I, like, I, I don't like it when he licks me. Yeah. Like, I'll take a few licks on the face when he sees me hello, and then I'll be like, okay, that's enough. It's because he's happy and he wants to say hello. But... 
the ones that, like remember the dog in uh, something about Mary the lady Mar uh, the old ass lady with the fucking orangutan finish, titties finish your fucking sentence no I don't remember she was she was she was holding the dog the one that he, he ended up drugging and it passed out and he fucking oh my god no right. I don't remember I don't but think but she I've was kissing the dog and just letting it oh, do this yeah, yeah. and it was like licking inside her mouth I was like oh yeah I, people are fucking gross like that's pretty disgusting I know people that that let like feed their dog ice cream off their spoon and then eat the yeah and eat again no Mm-mm. no way man that's gross like I don't know how you could do that. Shit. I love my dog. I love my. I dog love my too. dog with. I, yeah. But I would. I wouldn't share food with him. No. She can lick my hand. She can lick my arm. Like whatever. But my face ain't happening. And I don't mind a drive-by lick. Petey would drive by. Like it's like oh got you like oh how yeah. funny like that's one thing. But people are like. Mmm, Sometimes mmm, what I'll mmm. do is he'll sit there and lick my leg. Just yeah. Yeah, that's just them being animals. But it, like no, it's because yeah something that like because you're sweat or something. Because like I'm that. delicious. And you're woofy. Dog finds you woofy, but that's so fucking gross, man. Well, let, let's let's uh, let's get because I know everybody's getting bored right about now talking about dogs looking shit. Let's talk about <laughs> your fight coming up. Uh, yeah, fight week um, this Saturday and Sunday. I'll be up in Orlando. Friday, not Saturday doing jujitsu. Not doing jujitsu. Uh, doing Muay or kickboxing actually it was supposed to be Muay Thai, and then they um, they switched me to international rules kickboxing because they didn't have anybody in my weight division. I guess everybody didn't want to do Muay Thai and switch to kickboxing because people are pussies. I mean, I don't blame them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take an elbow from me either. But. I don't think you can do elbows. Yeah, you can do elbows. You can't do the edge. Like you can't do a traditional elbow. Where you, you, can like, do the, you can do the... You do a forearm shiv, basically, which you can still knock people out that way. Um, I got somebody that's trying to evidently scam me from Wells Fargo. I just got a text. That's oh, I got that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it ain't happening. Sorry, buddy. I'm broke already. You ain't stealing any money from a broke person. But, yeah. Uh, fights, uh, weigh-ins are Friday night. Um and then one fight Saturday if I win that, and then I got to fight Sunday because there's only four people total in the bracket. We got two other guys fighting, uh, Sean and Corey, and I believe it's both of their first time competing in anything. Uh, so I know they're a little nervous. Yeah, they should be. They should be. I mean, <laughs> but they're uh, from my point of view, from someone that's been around, like I, I think they'll do all right. I think they'll and be pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised if you get nervous once you step in the into the ring, because it's a little bit different than stepping on. Like you know, when we step on the mat, you're kind of like, even but though I'm you're home. out in the. See, the thing is, is that like I've and it's okay. Like sometimes you can. It, it's a good been, thing. Yeah, the only time I've ever gotten nervous in any kind of competition, no matter what sport it is, was swimming. That was the only thing that I ever got nervous about. Like, I would have full-on panic attacks. Well, yeah, because you're in a Speedo and people can see how small your dick is. No, right, but the water's cold, so everybody kind of accepts it. But, no, like, when it comes to... Look, I've, I've performed in front of, like, huge crowds at Sunfest. I've sat there and, and done all kinds of stuff, like... And been in front of huge crowds, so a lot of the times that happens that people are like are worried about competing in front of other people. That doesn't bother me. I'm in my own world. Like other people's opinion really doesn't fucking matter. 
I, maybe I'd be more nervous about disappointing my teammates, but that even then, that doesn't bother me anymore because I'm not there for anybody else but me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that everybody's already proud of me anyway, and I'm out to have fun. So for me, it's not nervous. And other people are nervous about getting knocked out, about this, that, and the other. Like, I'm completely okay with it. Like, I'm there to, to compete, have fun. I'm not worried. I've You got insurance? I got insurance now, so I'm definitely not worried. But I've, I'm already in. I'm already in. It does. There's, there's nothing that's gonna make me falter. I think, you know, the only once have I ever really experienced that adrenaline dump, and that was my very. I, I wouldn't say it was even my first. It was my third jujitsu tournament ever, and that's when I finally got like the adrenaline dump, and that was when I got nervous of competing in front of everybody and making people upset. But I like. It's never happened other than that. I've never, ever worried about that, you know? So it's it's a mindset thing is people are so concerned about this and that and the other. If you put in the work, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody that the thing about competing in jiu-jitsu is probably similar to competing in kickboxing or whatever. Being in shape is 90% of the battle. 10% Having, is the mindset. Right, but, well, there's probably... Well, Let's change that then because we need skills in there too. Yeah. But being in shape, having your cardio on lock, making sure that you did all the work for that, that is something that is that will be take you far. Yeah. You know, because if you can breathe, you can relax. If yeah. you can relax, you can you can do technique. Yeah. It's when you when you're all tight and you're holding your breath and you're all tense. That's when you start going, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? It's the panicking moment. It's the same way if you were trapped in a car and you land in the water. Like, if you're going to panic, you're going to die. I said, well, no matter what it is in life, if you panic, you die. That's the way that it goes. So for me, the only thing that ever bothers me, and I'm I'm an extremely competitive person. I'm extremely, um, what's the word, not self-deprecating, but um, like a perfectionist on, on myself. I'm very hard on myself. So I'm never concerned about the actual competition. I'm concerned about preparing for the competition. If I've prepared, I have no worries. I'm going in there. I know that I'm the best at the the possible best level that I can be up to this point in time. I got no worries. No matter which way it goes, I'm completely happy about it. If I lose, I might not be happy that I lost, but I'm happy with what I put myself through to get to this point and yes I could have done this better and that's just me being hard on myself but I have absolutely no worries I'm extremely confident in my my coaches I'm extremely confident in my work and my analysis I do think that I have the advantage because of the people that I'm surrounded by about the amount of times like the amount of times that I've been backstage like watching people prepare for fights, feeling the energy, seeing how it goes. It's not new to me. Like the routine right, right, is right. not new to me. The weigh-ins, going up there for the weigh-ins, the what do you eat after the weigh-ins, what do you do in the morning? Like, oh, that's all like old news to me. I'm excited to the fact that I'm finally doing something that I've wanted to do for years. You know, you know what I one of my biggest pet peeves about fighter interviews is when they say two things. I'm going to say one. I'm knock his head off. Nope, nope. That's not. Has nothing to do with it. They say one of two things. Either a, I know. No, I, they they say this. I know nobody works as hard as me. Yeah. And the other one is, I know 
that I nobody wants this as much as I do. You don't know that. You that's not something you can know. Yeah. A and B. Even if you want it more than anything, somebody else on this planet wants it more. Wants it or no or wants it just as much. Yeah. I think it's because I agree with you. I definitely see it's like I, if anything, question myself like, do I want it bad enough? Do I want it bad enough? It's like, is the other person training harder than me? I'm not concerned about how hard they're training. I'm concerned about how smart are they training. They're training hard, but they might be training so hard that they're being stupid. For me, it's like, am I doing everything possible to win properly and getting myself to the place that I need to be so that not only is my technique where it needs to be, but mentally I'm there. If I'm mentally there and I'm physically there, then it's fine. It doesn't matter. If you're mentally there and you're not physically there, you're going to crap out. If you're physically there but you're not mentally there, it won't fucking matter. Someone's just going to pick you apart and you're just going to use your own body against you. It's the mind-body connection. 100%. So for me, it's I can sit there and, and read people. And I can sit there and say, like, oh, he's frustrated. Or, oh, he's super confident. So I can sit there and act a certain way. You know, the, the thing that I'm most excited about this is that you can't stall. There's no way someone can stall Not me out. Not in two minutes. You got two minutes. I got two minutes. And if you run, that makes me look better. If you try and hold me, that makes me look better. So we're either going to go or we don't. So if we go and I lose, at least I went. But like what happened in Miami Open? That I just got hugged. I just got hugged. I got slammed twice. I got hugged. And that's it. And I lost. And there's nothing I could do because this person was a professional fucking hugger. It doesn't happen. That's why I love striking because it doesn't happen. And if it does, it's only really for boxing, you know, not kickboxing. Here, you know, when it, you said a professional hugger, here's what has to happen. Like in a, in a situation like like your last competition, if someone is a is a hugger, like yeah. like you said, what you have to do is you have to sacrifice position in order to to create to move it forward to to move it forward. Yeah. And I can understand not wanting to do that. You're like, well, I got this. Well, I tried. I tried. And then he started to go in a pass. And then I caught him when he was trying to pass. And then he went right back into it. And then his way of trying getting out was to slam me. It's like I even opened guard. I was playing open guard for half of it. And he's like, he was literally just hugging. So it's, it was a learning experience. I definitely wasn't happy about it. But I think at the end of the day, I actually wasn't even happy with um, – with the way the whole tournament was going to begin with, I already had like bad vibes coming in, and it sucks because I don't like being negative. But it was such a bad vibe coming in, and everything that was setting up that day, and the getting oh, delayed. because of the fire and all that. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, the last Miami Open that we had in the spring, there wasn't time. a fire. What happened was well, the air was conditioning. Fire. No, the air conditioning unit crapped out, and they needed to replace a part. The guys at um, whatever Miami Dade the maintenance crew doesn't work on weekends and they didn't have the part so they had it was a whole big thing they had to go and find a part and then go upstairs and replace it and then the ac wouldn't kick back on so the fire department wouldn't let anybody in because there was no ac so it became a whole legal issue and getting everything started and finally come at 12 o'clock so what four hours late the tournament started so it became like a whole big shit show and you got to remember, people were cutting weight still to the last minute. Well, it gave some people some extra time. How awesome is that? Yeah, it gave people like some extra time. It was just it was run very awkwardly. It screwed my day up. 
Well, it they screwed my day up, and and then like the bullshit that they were trying to pull on me with the with the gee size, like that was a whole different thing too. It just it wasn't a right day. The flow didn't like flow right for me, but it is what it is. I moved on. I got my goal for this weekend, and I'm super excited because it's something that I've wanted to do for a very very long time. That's all. So it'd be cool. And you're supposedly showing up Saturday. Yeah, we're leaving the crew that I'm going with. We're leaving here. It's not here, but leaving South Florida at 7 a.m. So you're going to get there already like two hours late. Three hours, yeah, because the tournament starts at 8. Nobody, everyone says that nobody starts fighting until noon on the first day. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. What, are, what are you talking about? There's, if you check the website. Oh, man. Are you going to miss out this like you missed out on my first tournament? First two tournaments. You didn't did miss out on your first two tournaments. Yeah, you did. The, from, uh, you came in late. Oh, we're on our way. And you had just left uh, Delray Beach. That was Andrew Strange's fault. Oh, well, you were my coach at the time, so I got to blame you. That's the way it rolls. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, but, yeah, it should be cool. You know, thank you to, to the sponsors, to Choke Aloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap, and Draft Choke for being super supportive on there. I'm really stoked. I know Boomer's pissed off at me, though, because he gave me the shorts, and I passed them up. I didn't realize he Well, that's what I'm driving back. up with. It's me, Boomer, and Lee. Yeah, I think Boomer thought he was getting the shorts back, and I passed him up. So I'm like, oh, I guess I got to pay him back for these. I thought he was just giving them to me. I doubt he's pissed. That's not Boomer's. I'll buy him. I'll buy him off of you, Boomer. They're mine now. I'm going to rub my nuts on him. Well, there's no, there's, no, there's no other Temple shorts. Yeah. Those are, those are one-offs. No, no. There's a, there's a couple of those. No, I know, but I'm saying that you're not going to get the same shorts again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it rolls. I'll, I'll get you the next set, Boomer. Don't worry. But it's cool. It should be, it should be fun. Now, you know what I was thinking about doing while we're up there is because uh, it's my birthday next week. So I want to go do the, uh, that carousel swing thing that they have up there, the new one. Never, haven't heard of it. You're not going to do shit Saturday night if you got a fight on Sunday. No, if we got all day afternoon, yeah, I'll go out there. Like, yeah. it's... Um, What's it called? Like, you know that ride that they always have at the carnival? You sit on the swing yeah. and it goes up and it spins? What's it called? Giant swing. All right. Okay. Well, yo-yo. I always called it like a yo-yo, whatever. Um, they have a giant one that's like 200 feet tall at, uh, in Orlando now. I'm not going on that. Yeah, you are. Come no, on. I'm For not. my birthday, you sure I'm not are. going on anything 200 feet up that's going to hold me. Yeah. I don't trust anything that's not that's, – I'm not trusting anything that's chains – it's chains and like steel cables and stuff. Yeah, well, I'd have to see the setup before I I Come commit on. to that. But You're if not it's just of chains, if, no, I'm not afraid of heights. But I'm afraid of mechanical failures, because I've told you the story about the the roller coaster in New Jersey. No. Okay, so. 2000. First of all, you fucked up for going on a roller coaster in New Jersey. Well, it's on the boardwalk, and it, it wasn't. It it's was because that makes it better. No, no, it's not that. It, <clears throat> the the roller coaster solid. Oh. Here's the problem. So I would say this was 96, 97. Like a lifetime ago. Uh, in New Jersey. Uh huh. Um, twenty three, twenty four. Just got done playing football. Still big. As I am now, but uh, <laughs> I go to. It's the first time I've I've been on a a roller coaster where your feet dangle. So I'm like, all right. So they put me in, and the guy pushes the thing, and there's supposed to be a strap that goes between 
you know, no, it's not the strap. It just, it, there was no strap on this one. Right. It was just, they lock it down. Right. Well, the guy pushed it down, <clears throat> and there was a lot of space because of my chest. Oh, right. So my chest is, and, and shoulders, my barrel chest is huge, and then there's, it's, it's hanging out like this. Uh-huh. So I didn't think anything of it because I felt like I was in there tight. We're going, everything's, fir- everything's awesome. Then I hit the first loop, and my feet start, my body starts sliding wow. out. Like uh, under, yeah. Like sliding through this thing. Yeah. So, luckily, I had a chance before the next loop got to pull myself back up, and I interlaced my arms through the the bars. The bars. When we got done, I was. Everyone said when I got off, I was white as a ghost. They had to. I couldn't undo my arms. Right. The guys had people had to help me undo my arms. Because I was this close to just the next loop, just foom, yeah, just flying out. right out of it. it yeah, yeah. So, so I have issues. I don't have issues with heights. I have issues with mechanic. Oh, me- I don't blame you. So after ever ever like I used to be, ever, I used to love roller coasters and everything of the yeah. of the type. Ever since then, I've been weary. I don't blame you. I almost fell out of uh, Splash Mountain at Disney because they used to not have that bar. It used to be just like a handlebar. So, like, I went up, and at that peak of the last drop, I started, like, leaning forward. Like, nope, not happening, not doing this again. So, like, I had to, like, curl. There's a photo. They, like, my parents bought that photo. I'm literally curling to push myself in back into the seat. So, I, trust me, if anybody knows, it's me. Like, yeah. They don't make them for big guys like us. Nope. And you I'm, know that happened to me when we went to Universal. Remember, like, two years ago when we went to Universal? What, what, uh, at what on what ride? on uh, the Minions ride because there was a whole bunch of us and for whatever reason oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bar the, couldn't close all the way on mine yeah because I was in the same row yeah so and I also had to take like the worst dump so every time it was alright for people that are listening the Minions ride at Universal is a 3D ride they just sit you down in like a cart you're not actually going on a roller coaster you're sitting in this like moving cart and it just jolts and pushes you and throws you all over the place so every time it would jolt back and forth my stomach would slam into the bar it took my willpower from god not to crap my pants right then and there because i would just get slammed right there and meanwhile i can't look i'm sitting there not looking at the screen because i I get i get sick on those rides that was such a like fucking off day no it was a great day it was a fucking great day but that ride was like we were not made for for that day of roller coasters, because I was sick too. That the Harry Potter one I can't do, and I didn't go on. I didn't. Oh no, we went on uh, Transformers too. Yeah, that one kind of dude. Those three D rides, they man, fuck with me. They I because of my lazy me. eye, I actually have to cross my eyes a little bit. Well, it's not so much that. It, it's the what is the the rides where you're move like they move you but you're yeah. really not moving like the Spider-Man ride was awesome yeah because that one is like that synced perfect. 3D and like real shit yeah and and so is so is Transformers but it's a little bit, it's a little bit more in Transformers like there's a yeah. lot like more shaking your shit around yeah the Spider-Man one actually fucks with me more because you you shift so much sideways while they have like the the fake like change of elevation, it fucks with me. You mean like when they when you're falling? It looks like you're falling down yeah, the side yeah, of the yeah. building and stuff. Yeah, that fucks me. So that one was fine. And like the one in Gringotts, 
was was fine. Right. So that, but the other one, the one in the castle, I can't fit on that. I one, can't so do I don't that know. one. Yeah, I remember we were like we have the photo of you trying to fit in there. You know what's funny? I was thinking about it the other day. You know what's a fucking amazing, like just no, chain of curse words that kind of just fit perfectly. They, as bad as it sounds, it's fucking great to just say. What? Fat piece of shit. <laughs> like say. Fat piece of shit just kind of flows all together perfectly. Yeah, I'm a goddamn motherfucker. That's a good one. But just saying, like, you fat piece of shit. Like, even if someone's not really fat, fat, and you say, you fat piece of shit. Like, it just comes off so perfect. You kind of can't really change that. Yeah. Right? Are there any other ones that kind of really flow down like that? Not really. I mean, I'm sure if we sat here and thought about it, we could come up with something. Like, piece of shit. Fucking dude. asshole. You fucking... All right, fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. Yeah. That flows. That flows pretty good. That's like, there's just certain ones that you can't, like, you can't help but say. Another one that's fun to say is motherfucking cocksucker. Yeah, that one's harsh. That one's like when you're really... That mad. one's... That one's... You know what? Here's the thing. You know what I wish would make, like... What I love in Britain is they call everybody Twat. cunts. Oh, no, cunts. cunts. Yeah. You're a cunt. Yeah. You can't say cunt in America because... I sure as hell do. I, I don't, but... Why? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, that's such a harsh that's word. That's such a harsh word. I, I would argue that twat sounds worse than cunt. I don't think so, because twat, they say it for like people that are stupid, too. So they say, you twat. Like, You're a twit, but not twit. a twat. Um, a, a, a cunt just like... But like, what's funny is... I saw this meme once. It says, "You know you're British or Aus- I can't remember if it's British or Australian. If you call your friends cunts, yeah, and your enemies mates, yeah, you want to you want to go, mate? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what's the other one? I was just gonna say there's another one. Fuck, um, you made me fucking forget it. You cunt. Ah, uh, god damn it. What's the other one? You can say microbe. What? Exactly. You got to watch South Park to get that one. Oh, so the, like the words that people can't stand, right? There's certain words that people cannot stand. They just can't. They can't handle it. Right. I, I've never like understood. Moist. Yeah, I've never understood that. People can't stand the word moist. Like moist. Just drives them off the fucking wall. I can kind of understand it. I, I like, like, because when I think moist, I think of... A woman's hoo-ha that's a little bit... Why? Because it's moist. It's like... Moist is like wet and hot. You know, wet and hot... Like, wet and cold is clammy. And like... Clammy isn't gross because we've all felt I find clammy pretty gross. Like, you shake somebody's hand and they're clammy. It's kind of creepy. Would you rather shake somebody's hand when they're clammy or moist? Probably moist. See, I'd rather take clammy. I'll take clammy because I'll take cold. When it's hot, what the fuck were they doing? Why is their I mean, hands so in Florida. hot? No, but why is their hands so hot? They were probably working. Maybe they were working oh, out. So moist. How many times have you shaken somebody's hand when they're? The only like, thing I like moist out? is my cake. Moist cake is pretty good. But I, I, I still don't get that. I, it's always like blown like my mind on, on why that happens. You ever said a word so often? We're getting like. to the we're, for I those at home like way too much. And, and, and for those at home, we're getting into the bullshit phase of yeah. our podcast, so you'll probably drop that. off here. But have you have you ever said a word like a lot in a row and it just stops making sense? I like, say like too. No, often. no, no. I mean say house, house, house. Yeah, 
yeah. house, and you start thinking, that's what's anywhere, a house? Though. No, no, that's what it is. It's like, how does it... It's weird how words... The only reason words work is because we agree that's what it is. Yeah. We're in a room. We agree we're in a room because... That's what we decided. That's what we decided. Right. The, that's what it's decided. Well, you get into super weird words that actually kind of spread over different languages. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, castigate. You ever use the word castigate? No. That's like when you're like punishing somebody. In Italian, it's, uh, I want to say castigare, which you're saying like you're punishing someone. Which is like the same word. And I think Spanish is castigo. I think. I might be just saying it with a Spanish accent and it might be fucking sounding right. So it's like there's words like that that kind of pan off on like a bunch yeah. of different languages. Well, you know you know, there's two words that are universal? Uh-huh. No. Right. And okay. Okay. You just can't do the okay symbol. Yeah, you anymore. can't do the okay symbol, but, but okay and no, you could say anywhere. You know what I saw on the way over here that kind of like threw me for a fucking trip I was driving over here and stuck at a red light and I see cars turning to like making a right to go down the street I'm on and there was a lady in the passenger seat doing sign language but she's clearly speaking to the driver how is she speaking to the driver in sign language if he's got to watch the fucking road was he driving at the moment yes he was driving he was making the right turn well he really technically wasn't driving he was making the right turn while she was talking to him in sign language. He's got good peripherals. I guess. I mean, I've always wanted to learn the sign language, but I feel like maybe this isn't the time for our conversation. I got to pay attention to where the fuck. Or maybe she's deaf. But he's still got to watch her hands. I don't know. That's kind of that's that's super tough. Or maybe she was just fucking Italian. No, that <laughs> I, that I would understand. <laughs> that I would definitely understand that sign language. That's crazy, though. It's but isn't like, it isn't it funny? But isn't it funny how some Italians, like you and I, don't talk with our hands? Yeah, but I don't talk to you like that. With my parents, I do. Yeah, but but I don't talk that as I'm moving my yeah, hands. Yeah, as you right move now. your fucking hands, you don't realize how much your your body language actually jumps in. Yeah, that's why I told you. There's there's certain gestures like if I put like my hands together like I'm praying and I'm shaking them back and forth, it's like you're saying. No, I you know what that me, means, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what that or means. Or if you yeah. do like one hand, like you're picking something and you're doing this, like you really fucking serious. But then if you tap your head, you're saying like you fucking idiot, like think. But if you do that, I think it's like a Muslim culture or something like that. You're like saying like thank you or whatever. Or in, in sign language, it's thank you. I forget how you, how you say it. But I have a question. And I know I sound like a total fucking idiot. But sign language, does that work in other languages? No, there's American Sign Language. Right. And I don't know if there's an international sign there's language. There's got to be an international sign language, right? I know this means poop. Right? I know this means fuck you. And it's not the middle finger. Kind of tough to show sign language over a podcast. Yeah, we're, we're doing sign language here. But, 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 but if you want to see, see the poop, for those of you at home, if you want to see the poop sign language, watch Meet the Fockers. Yeah. But is there an international sign language? That's what's kind of. I don't like, know. I know there's American Sign Language. I don't know if every language has their own. Has their own, but I know there's American. So I assume there's American. There's probably for. There's got to be like universal symbols 
Because yeah. if you have to spell it out, when they do like certain words, they have to spell out by yeah, hand. Yeah, it's normally names. Right. It's normally proper names that they spell out. Everything else has. Or a like store names and things like that. Yeah, stuff that doesn't. You know, they, they might say go to the store. Right. Maybe store is is universal, but the name of the store you'd have to you'd have to yeah, spell out. Yeah, Publix you'd have to sit there and write out. Winn Dixie you'd have to write right. out. Right. But that's what I'm saying. They would blow my mind if they really did have a universal sign language like that. Well, well, when we're done with this podcast, we can we can do the Google. I would machine. fucking love to learn how to like how to speak sign language. I, what I love is those those videos that are popping up of like people hip, arguing. Hip hop, no, no, the hip hop and the heavy uh, metal yeah. uh, interpreter sign language interpreters, yeah. and how they're all like just getting into it but signing at the same time. There was one of the lady. It was at the I forget what metal concert it was. There was like some lady doing sign language at a metal concert, and I could tell she wasn't really doing anything. She was just headbanging, but she wasn't really like signing anything. Well, you can't. How do you how do you sign? That she did. That she did. I remember she made the face, but the guy was singing, and she wasn't saying it. She was just headbanging. So I guess maybe she didn't know the words. Nothing kills me more, like, and as bad as it sounds, I laugh my fucking ass off. Is when the people get caught faking sign language, even though it's super disrespectful to the deaf community, like doing the sign language like that. But the fact that these people have the fucking stones to like go so far as to pretend that they speak sign language and have to keep going and do it on TV. It's, on, like, it's on par with Stolen Valor. It's on par. It's, on, it's in the same ballpark. No. It's, Nobody yeah, fucking is. nobody pretended to, to almost have died, like in a war from no, doing sign that, language. That's not what stolen valor is. Stolen valor is just somebody that dresses up like a soldier. You don't have to. Just you playing, know, that's faking it. I mean, that's, that's, just that's called it. stolen valor. It's it's in the same ballpark. You know. I don't know if it's in the same ballpark under my definition, but okay. Well, if you're faking that you that you know something, or it's you not the are same as like just faking that you went to war. Or you don't have to go to war. You just serve. Like, who do you think was worse? Was There was the one guy that did it at Nelson Mandela's funeral. It's probably that one's the most... Like, that's fucking... How far... Like, I wish I could be there for the fucking conversations. They should just make a skit or a movie. I want to know how they figured it out. Like, I'm... No, because it was on TV. Going, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was on TV. And people were saying, like, that guy doesn't speak sign language. He doesn't know sign language. And he kept on doing the same thing. He kept on doing, like, a rock to the side. I give him credit. He was coming up with some fucking original shit because he was like, sign, 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 and rock to the you know side. What's, you know what's <laughs> funny is maybe someone said, maybe he, like, in order to get a job, like, on his resume somewhere, he's like, what can I put that would set me apart from everybody else? Like, okay. I know. I know, I know sign, sign language. language. So then Nelson Mandela's funeral. Hey, you know what? Chuck knows sign language. Let's have him do that. And then Chuck's fucking sitting there doing paperwork one day. And like, dude walks up. Chuck, going, we need you. Chuck, ASAP. we need you. <laughs> Nelson Mandela's funeral. They don't have a sign language guy. We need and you. And we know you speak sign language. Go do it. Uh, duh, duh. And you know he had to bullshit it. Like he had to be like in the water cooler, or, like some kind of luncheon. Like, hey, Chuck, how do you say so and so in sign language? He's like, oh, that's uh, that's it. Like, I mean, I wish someone would just create a short movie on. Everything that led up to this guy going up there and doing that. I think we should do that. But I, obviously the guy was black. I'm I've got black. I've got two movies that I'd love to write. Uh-huh. One is about curling. 
They already did that, I think. No, they did not. Yes, they did. No. Yeah. No. I think they're making a movie about that brother and sister that were on the... No, I'm talking about... There's a conflict of... In, it, it's it's a Will Ferrell kind of a... Right. And it's somebody who finds out that they thought they were American, but what they really are is half American, half Canadian. And the curling... Cha- the, and it's the Olympics for curling. I don't think that would work. It would work. No, because you can pretty much be almost from anywhere and compete for anybody else. So it right, really but matter. if you're a citizen, if what this if this was find, like 1980 if, or, or, America, where no, what if he finds out that he's not American at all? What if he thinks he's Canadian and then he finds out he's actually like? It's got to be a Canada and America. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if he thinks that he's it's, Canadian? He's it's, like this. It's vice versa. Whatever yeah. one. If you're the most American, he thinks he's the most American guy on the planet. And he finds out he's Canadian. Right. And now he's got to, instead of being the captain of the Canadian curling, or the American curling team, his only option is to play for Canada. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'm on board on this. You would be if he's... It if, would be a good what, YouTube think, video. Think about this. Think about this as, you know who the star of that would be? What? Danny McBride. Could you see if Danny McBride uh. was that guy? After that, the karate movie one that he did, the what the hell's it called? That was way before. That was before yeah. Kenny Powers. Yeah, the fist foot way. Yeah, fist foot way. It's got like that beginning is great. After that, it's kind of like whatever. He to me was the best part of this is the end. Oh uh, no! For this is the end, and for what you call it too, the uh, the hell's the war one. The war one that they did. Um, oh, Tropical, uh, Tropic Thunder. No, yeah, Tropic Thunder. No, Tropic Thunder. It's it's it's. Uh, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert. Robert Downey, Downey Jr. makes that movie awesome. If that movie came out two, three years after, he would have been torched alive. Yeah, but he's not. Here's the thing. It's, it's I'm the not, dude playing the dude, dude that's pretending to dress you, like another dude. Yeah, it's it's it wasn't technically blackface. Because he had the surgery. Well, no, it's not. No, what I'm saying is, it's not. They're not hiring Robert Downey Jr. to play a black dude. They're they're hiring Robert Downey Jr. to be a white dude that that plays a black dude. So it's technically it's like an inception of. It's racism. like an inception. <laughs> it's like it's not really racist if it's like blatantly undercover. That racism. whole scene where he's talking about you never go full retard. Oh, but you can't the, even say retard anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like but, that whole movie. But, like, but the when, but my favorite line is that yeah, you're sitting at home, farting in the bathtub, <laughs> laughing at the butt, biting the butt, <laughs> laughing your ass off, laughing your ass off, farting in the bathtub. The best is Dude. like I like it when he's like sitting there. It's like he's trying to be like super, just like just friendly and saying like we got to stick together. And he hugs him and he starts like singing the or. Saying the words for the Jefferson's theme song. Oh yeah. So my, my, my man, I don't drop characters until I'm yeah, done with commentary on DVD. That's so bad. Um, yeah, Kurt I'm not Lazarus. gonna go with your Canadian curling. Movie. It's all right. When I make a million dollars, you're gonna be like, damn, I wish I was on board and I helped you write that. You know who? You know who? Do gave, they have like? It'd be cool if they just did a movie. Just I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring it back to jujitsu right now. You uh, know who gave me the? Uh, you know who gave me the book on how to write movies? Huh. Tammy and Mikey Musumeci's dad. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Because you know that's what he does. No. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a scriptwriter. Oh, that's cool. 
Such a cool guy. Their I family. haven't spoken to them in forever. You gotta hit him up. I saw a photo of Mikey today, and he looked like huge. Like he's he grew a, like a foot. Mikey's a man now. That's like <laughs> that's the, that's what's you know we that's knew. You know we're getting old. Well, yeah. He was a kid. He was a kid. Him. He was sixteen yeah. when when he was training with us. Fourteen or fifteen or sixteen. I can't remember. Fifteen. I want to say fifteen, sixteen. And Tammy was two years older. Yeah. And she was finishing up. She had like another like two years of law school or something. Well, she's in. She's she's gone dark. I wonder what's happened. I think she's just, just focusing school. on her school. Yeah. Like when you get into that part, like you go super deep. I you think. know what she wants to be? Uh, a forensic accountant. Or, or no, no, few. she wants to be a lawyer and an accountant. Yeah, I've known a, a few people that are forensic accountants, and they're they got a pretty. It's a pretty unique gig. Like you could literally bring down the world, and all you're doing is just sifting through paper. What she what what she would be is honestly, when you're an accountant and a lawyer, like she best probably job for her would be in the FBI. Oh, for sure, for sure. That'd be kind of cool though to to yeah. see. But it's funny. It's like like her like I I love that family. Like they were they were super awesome, and. uh like hanging, like like her, her dad is super super cool. We used to sit there and and, and their their dad, not her dad, but yeah. their dad is super super cool. We used to sit there and, and shoot the shit. Super nice guy. We talked for like two hours one night about movies, and, and he gave me the book. Yeah, I have a book on script writing, which I still have, Mister Musumeci. I will give it back to you someday. I know you moved away to Las Vegas, but I will give return this book to you someday. You know what Tammy's favorite movie is? I do not. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, you do. I do know it, but I don't remember it. Blazing Saddles. Yes. We, that's that's what we used to... Yeah. That was our thing. Like, no way that movie could ever be made today. No. And no, not even remotely close. Where are all the white women at? Yeah, where are all the white women at? Excuse or even me. when he comes in, like, when he comes when in, he comes puts in, the gun yeah, to yeah. himself. Like, oh. Or he, just, just, just every time the bell rings. The new sheriff's a... Uh, ding yeah. dong... What's he say like when after he does like the whole pointing the gun to himself like comes in he's like oh you beautiful like oh I don't remember oh man Gene Wilder is he still alive no he died Gene when Wilder he die? just recently died really in the last two years yeah wow he went dark after everything but he had issues oh that's right he, he had he issues went de- he had dementia yeah he had like serious dementia my so I'm my whole my favorite movie of of Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks did not write <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Will always be Young Frankenstein. That was a great movie. There's a lot of like little jokes that if you don't pay attention, you completely miss. Like what, what happened with? I was we're, I was just talking with somebody about Mel Brooks the other day. Everything was great. The Mel Brooks movie started going downhill at Spaceballs, mm-hmm. and went off the tracks. At Robin Hood Men in Tights. That was still a great movie. Though. No, it wasn't. It was he just couldn't do those jokes anymore. Well, you it's not even that. There's it's only just, so many it times was, it became can... corny. It it it, went... it was always corny. No, it, it was there was subtleness to a lot of this stuff. But you got to look at the evolution of the comedy itself. I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so many times you can make the same Jewish jokes, the same black jokes. The well, same, it's like, not it's not a Catholic here, jokes. Here's what here's where I think that he screwed up. Uh-huh. He made Spaceballs uh-huh. after s- ten years after Star Wars. Star Wars was iconic. 
Robin Hood Men in Tights he made after Kevin Costner did Prince Robin of Thieves. Hood. Robin Hood Prince of Thieves you see or the whatever. New one? The one coming out with, yeah. with Eggsy from yeah. uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Um, so it might but, as well just be old Kingsman. But um the 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 problem with Robin Hood Men in Tights is Prince of Thieves is not an iconic movie. I think it was kind of playing fun between the Robin Hood movie and Princess Bride. It was kind of a mix of two. But again, and then Dave Chappelle is in there. There's like huge names. Young in that Dave movie. Chappelle. But like again, that's there's only so many times that you can make those same jokes. And I think now for sure it can't get made because people are maybe in ten years when this whole like oversensitive thing kind of dies down and people kind of start poking fun at themselves again but that, that's old school like mentality like jokes I mean if you look at the old uh, Dean Martin roasts even half of those jokes you couldn't sit there and oh play. no no like no. Uh, what's his name Don Rickles Don Rickles making fun of Sammy Davis Jr like there's a really really bad joke that he does it's it's hilarious but it's super racist well think of just where he like kisses him he's making fun of him and he grabs his head and he like, kisses him on the cheek and he turns around and he's like do I have any black on me like, well, that's what, so bad. The, what about Archie Bunker? Yeah, but that was different because he, he was he was racist, but it was a weird, like segue into the acceptance of society of each other. So it was it was almost like he was he was the old guy that's starting to accept. He was representing the 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 transition into people accepting other people. Well, I I still think that. It was like, but there was things said that you just couldn't say today. Most or, people don't even know that who he is. Or, or Sanford and Son. Yeah, Sanford and Son. Best scene ever is when they find out a big bag of pot. Mm. And uh, uh, what's the uh, bro? Nobody's gonna know who Sanford and Son is. Any uh, anybody under thirty is not gonna know who Sanford and Son is. Barely even true. getting like the Jeffersons out of people now. So like we're definitely dating ourselves, but. Again, that's an old school mentality. It's an old school mentality. Like, which don't get me wrong, because I'm more but open-minded and I like funny. all comedy. They were funny. They were funny. Like they weren't racist. all racist, but like people they don't were, realize like how crazy but they the were, Rat Pack is. Yeah, the fact that they had the Rat Pack because there was racism super heavy then. Still, I mean, we see everything that's going on now. People are just starting to realize how rampant racism still is. It's not as big as they're trying to make it out to be, but absolutely, it's like it's super engraved into the culture, and the fact that they had Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. with Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. Come on, you know how many of those old school Italian New Yorker guys are like, oh, he's just one of the good so and sos. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm su- I'm sure that that happened, but but there's it's a different. So we were talking about this the other day with somebody about about um, patriarchy and systemic racism and all this stuff. Um, I'm not going to get into all that because we'll be here another hour. Yeah, and we're we don't need. Yeah, we don't. We don't need to go political again. But there is like there <laughs> is no people like I don't think there's people around this world thinking. How can I hold women down? Or how can I hold black people down? Or how can I hold Hispanics down? I don't think there's people that think like that. I think, I think that most there are people, people that are that they don't think 
directly like that, but they are like, fuck them. Like, who do they think they are that they can get up to our level? Well, like, no, I'm sure I, that I, happens. No, I th- I'm sure that happens, but I think most people don't go around thinking what they can do to hold down other people. I think what most people See, do... See, that's what I say. You need to watch Black Dynamite because they talk about, like, the man. Well, and he was like, yeah, but, the, but here's like the thing. Here's body. what I think it is. I, honestly, I think most people don't give a shit about other people in general, let alone what color they are. I think all most I th- think about how much bullshit you got going on in your life. How often do you think about people being different races or different religions or different genders? I think, no, see, like, I agree to the aspect that I don't think that they're specifically going out after one group like that. However, there is a, a large percentage of the population at the degree of what it is is different but there is a large section of the population around the world that they would rather not have someone of either a specific sex or a race like succeed to the point where they're like let's say be like oh that why is that black guy getting the job no he doesn't need that they don't belong there like for sure I've seen oh, I'm sure. I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, but so I don't think it's, I don't. I don't. Way, like, I don't think it's as widespread. I, it's not a systemic. It's it's widespread. Don't. Get I don't think twisted. it is. I can tell you from a fact, just from seeing it in person. You can't tell it from a fact. How many people, bro? I can't even sit there and begin to tell you the amount of people where I've sat there and I've been in certain situations where it might be a person of a certain race or ethnicity or whatever, whether they're they're having an issue or they're just sitting there doing something and. A white person, whether it's a guy or girl, would reach, like, run, like, just lean over to me and say something. Super racist. Like That's that person. But I'm saying that doesn't mean that I, I don't it believe. Happens, it happens in a more discreet manner. Well, I, I just don't I just don't believe it's as widespread. The the people wanting to hold other people down. That's because you don't surround yourself with certain people. That's different. Well, I, have yeah. to, I have to surround myself with a lot of different people from a lot of different places. Like just from always like traveling and being around, I was like I've seen it. So there's a, there's a difference. But like somehow, I didn't say that they're not racist. I'm just saying they're not going around going, "What can I do to hold?" Women it's, down not today? it's not systematic. It's not systematic. Yeah, it's for not. sure. Like I I agree with that. However, I do think that the racism is a lot more blatant than people thought it was to be. Like the difference again is I don't surround myself with those kinds of people and I don't bother looking at things in that way. But it doesn't mean that other people aren't experiencing it in a matter that you and I don't perceive. No, I agree. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's but the same I don't way think... like when you if you go to Brazil, they're going to treat you, the white guy, as a certain way. Same thing happens no matter which part you go to. Like it's just it's going to happen. I don't know, dude. I got treated fine there. People love me. I wouldn't go that far. Maybe a certain population of I didn't get loving nobody. No, nobody gave me any shit. Everybody was nice. You know, I never. I didn't have any problems in Brazil. Yeah. Not one. No, I'm just using that as an example. No, I'm. I'm I know. I know. I'm just saying. I think honestly, I think it's the world we create. If you think somebody's holding you down, you're gonna find. You're gonna somebody. find anything that switch off. Yeah. You're gonna I, find anything, and I think that's the problem. Is a lot of this stuff isn't stuff being focused on you it's you taking something that was an instant yeah. and making it the focus it's funny this this girl that I knew gave me a book called what's it called like men explain things to me and it's a super feminist kind of book 
but it's a cool it's a cool different like point of view to kind of see stuff it's actually kind of fun to read but i would say that uh that a lot more people would understand some of the like the things if you read books like that if you read biographies of certain people and stuff like that. i think one of my first books that i ever read was the biography of malcolm x and that was crazy i, I had no clue I had a super sheltered life and like I remember reading all these words I'm like I don't even know what this means and that means like because it's not the culture that I was raised in so I didn't understand things from their point of view so to read I mean not not that it's a great way to to say it that way but like it's an extreme it's an extreme of a different population of people that I didn't experience at the time I never experienced any of that stuff. I never understood that. Like the most, like at that point in time in life, the only person that I ever met that was like of a different ethnicity and color was a guy from Morocco that worked for my parents for a little while when I was a kid. And that was it. That was it. I had no understanding whatsoever of any of that stuff. So then once the more you get exposed to it, the more it'll blow your mind. So there's, there's things that people aren't going to perceive about your life that I, you can't perceive about anybody else. Yeah, I just think I would say everybody lives in their own universe. You know, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what it is. Everybody yeah. lives in their own universe. That's, that's what it is. And yeah. it's the universe that you create that I think that partly... It's the like, universe that you perceive. Right, perceive. And sometimes, and sometimes, yes, there are racist things that will happen to you, or or not. Or not. Well, you know what? I say that I had a, I had somebody when I was in college. I there was a black dude on the on the football team that was very like I would you have to I'd have to say racist. Yeah. He, he just called me cracker all the time. I call you cracker. Well, here, the, the the thing was, it was like. It was the way he said it. It right. wasn't. It wasn't the fact that he was calling me. Yeah, crack. but the difference is someone being racist to you right. as different. A right, and I'm not saying I that. know. That means I I know what it's like to be a black man yeah. living in a in a white world. I yeah. I don't know what that is, but I know what it's like to experience racism, and I know how it made me feel. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that you experienced racism. I did. You, you experienced someone calling you a bad name. No, no, it was racism is. Way worse than someone constantly calling you crap. No, 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 no. This was, and it was an incident. It was all and happened within a, a weight room incident. Oh, I got you. It, it was, goes deeper than what we can talk it, about. Yeah, 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 I yeah. You. I get you. No, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I just, I just realized that there's, there's things that we cannot perceive, in, like because you don't know the stories right. in the past. There's the tiny little emotions that everybody's experienced and stuff. You just, you're not gonna be able to to understand it. No. Yeah. But whatever, I think we're going to wrap it up. I got to go get some sleep. I got to stay rested for the week. I got a long day tomorrow. I got some crazy news tomorrow. I'll fill you in on that one after the podcast. But I want to go ahead and once again thank all the sponsors for the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Chocaloha. Go check out Chocaloha.com. Use the promo codes. Go check out Jitsoap. Go check out Giraffe Choke. Follow Sean. Follow me. If you want to check out the the artwork and you want to purchase some other artwork go ahead please support the podcast if you purchasing that leads me one step closer to not having to work for other people and i can just keep on working by myself and i don't even have to pick up clients so we could probably do this podcast forever and be fun um sean gorilla boy bjj everywhere everywhere or two places 
It's Twitter, everywhere. Twitter and Instagram. That's my everywhere. That's your everywhere. Uh, follow uh, the Jiu-Jitsu Radio Instagram. Follow Sonder Marketing on Instagram if you want to check out the Facebook page. Uh, I got a lot of cool behind-the-scenes photos. That's one thing we didn't talk about. I did the photo shoot with Jazari uh, Matuda. So a lot of cool sneak peeks um, going out for that one. So thank you guys for all the support. Stay tuned. Next week, you're going to be talking to the amateur heavyweight champ. Let's do this. Thanks. Peace. Peace. You can't leave <laughs>